Hey everybody, and welcome to Rapid Ramblings, Podcast 286. This time I have a top five good and bad things about the Secret World's relaunch as Secret World Legends. It's a free-to-play game, so if you are interested, you may as well check it out for yourself. But these top five things are both in general and sort of changes from the previous version, which... I suppose it's kind of a moot point now, because this is the only version you can play now. But they are interesting points, uh, nonetheless, as I will get into it in the rambling of why it is on the list. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So this top five is going to be probably a bit different than most top five lists. Most top fives, you have top five bad things and top five good things. And this list is uh, quite different and surprising in that when I was going through them, pretty much the top five is the exact same for all points. So this will literally be a top five of good and bad things. Usually when I've done sort of top five lists, I'll come across one or two points that might be somewhat similar. Never before have I seen a list which is pretty much universally uh, top five good and bad things in that same order. So this will be quite different, I think. The number five top thing is no loot, but there's loot. This is really the most puzzling change. While The Secret World was never a huge loot-based game, loot is why we play most MMOs. Loot here, for the most part, is basically distilled down to a single weapon, meaning if you have a pistol's item, as example, that's the only thing you're going to want. You won't want uh, a different one, like maybe in a normal game, you would pick one up and one has extra attack, or one has bonus to healing, or one has... Uh, bonus crit chance. Here, if you have a pistols, you have a pistols. It's the exact same. And worn gear, of which there are seven main slots and then one sort of special slot, but the seven main slots are similarly exactly the same. If you have a DPS piece, it has, I believe, plus attack chance. If you have a tanking piece, it has plus health. If you have a healing piece, it has plus healing. That's it. There's there's no other variance. There's no hybrid pieces like, oh, this one has a lot of health, but also some healing. So this is good for uh, maybe a self-sustaining tank or, you know, something that would be good for me. Oh, this one has crit chance and healing. So this is good for DPSers who also heal. None of that exists. It's pretty much the straight-up piece. I suppose it could be argued. You can mix and match. Uh, there are no sets that I've seen. 
So it's not like you have to use a certain piece. You could pick so many of this piece and so many of this piece. But for a lot of people, we play MMOs because we like that sort of customization. We want to do uh, this sort of style with this style. And yeah, again, like I said, you can mix and match and it does give you some style. But it's really weird to not have sets and not have special pieces and not have pieces that have, you know, this cool ability, whereas this one has this other cool ability. None of that's there. Like I said, the only one a special piece uh, is one that, you know, goes sort of in the middle. It's not really uh, a normal slot. And it usually has an ability you can use every 30 seconds. Like the one I use most does, like a tiny bit of damage and it will pull them. And the reason I do that is because that will interrupt... Uh, you know, a special ability they're doing, which is pretty important in Secret World to interrupt guys. But I have a couple other pieces, not a whole lot, like like three of those. Uh, the other one does like a charge, I'll charge towards them, so that might be good if, if I was doing a melee tank. Or I think another one like teleports me back 10 squares, which I don't see much point in that because all of the guys run as fast as you do, so you teleport away, and that might... Uh, be good to escape like a, a AE they're doing. But other than that, they'll just run right up to you in about one second. I don't see the point of that one. Once you do hit like level 25, you will start to see ones that have a glyph slot, which does allow for a tiny bit of, I guess, tweaking or personalization. These glyphs can do extra things like hit chance or defense or attack rating or critical or so. You can sort of hybrid the piece from there. But again, it's not as varied or interesting as a standard MMO loot table system. There is more to say on loot, uh, specifically with how you upgrade loot, uh, because now it's sort of a match this piece to this piece, and it sort of upgrades it incrementally, and I really don't like that system at all. It feels uninteresting when you get the loot, and it just overall feels really, really incredibly grindy. I'm in my late 30s, and I've played two slash played days, and I think I effectively have what most other games would consider two pieces of blue loot that are low-level blues, the rest are all greens. Never once have I gotten a piece of loot and been like, oh my god, this is so incredible. It's like, oh, okay, I get this, and I slightly upgrade this one thing that I'm going to have to upgrade, like, 20 times for this one piece to get decent and I'm somebody who's collecting all three sets for both DPS healing and tanking so it's taking even longer because instead of dumping it all into one set I'm having to dump it into the three different sets which I might stop doing because it's just taking way too long but the reason why this is my first uh, good and bad thing and made me think uh, maybe I should just to see if all of my points are both good and bad, is it is good in that they said they wanted to simplify things down. They felt uh, Secret World was a little bit too complicated, and they wanted to sort of streamline things and make it uh, very action-based, and they wanted to make things really easy in terms of choices for players. Because before they had this skill wheel, which uh, was a very collectible card game-like, and they felt that it was kind of too complicated for most people who didn't think like that. And I would somewhat agree. Uh, I would also disagree that the new system isn't a whole lot better. Anyways, uh, I'll probably talk about that a little later. 
But they wanted to sort of make it simple, and they said we wanted it to be single-player friendly. We wanted it to be really accessible for everybody. So, yes, in the one sense, you've got uh, a specific rule. Say, you know, I want a DPS. You just get all the pieces that do that, and then all you have to do is look for a new piece that does that. You don't have to worry about, oh, oh, what if I'm doing this kind of DPS, or what if I'm doing this kind of DPS, and you know, some games, there will be minor differences where you want more crit chance or you want more hit chance because a certain ability is better if it hits more frequently, whereas other abilities are better if they burst and they crit more often or they crit harder. You don't have to worry about any of that because it's all super distilled down for you. So that is both a good and bad point. Uh, it's good in that it's super simple. It's bad in that people who are regular MMO players are just going to find this system really oversimplified and really boring and uninteresting. Number four, top five point. Now, this is the one that confuses me the most. The main reason they said they wanted to change the secret world was, as I mentioned before, they had this whole sort of skill system where it was a wheel, and you could pick and choose, and it was sort of like a collectible card game. And they said that confused a lot of the population and it didn't really feel very action combat oriented, which sort of was what they were going for. It was more of a tab targeting system, as they call it. Uh, and they felt it was a little slow. So they changed it. Uh, now it's more of a traditional, here is your weapon. You have these three paths you can follow. And you sort of build down the path. Here's this uh, smaller number of passive skills you skill up. And they wanted it to be action-oriented. This is the reason why I came back to check it out. I heard they wanted action-oriented. I thought to myself, wow, I really love Elder Scrolls Online's action combat. It feels really solid. It feels really good. You know, it feels like a good action mix. If they could do that with The Secret World, I think I would have liked it a lot better than I liked the original Secret World launch. So that's what I came back to check out. I really don't think it feels any different at all. In terms of me going, uh, you know, one, 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 you know, other button. In this case, it's left mouse. You know, I'm going left mouse, left mouse, left mouse, one, two, left mouse, left mouse, right mouse, left mouse, left mouse, left mouse, one, two, you know, I'm still hitting that same sequence of button, 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 button. It's not any different than the previous tab targeting system. Sure, I don't have to make a target, but that's really the only difference. It doesn't feel any different in terms of how I'm interacting with the combat. It still feels like I'm pushing a certain pattern of buttons. I'm still doing a certain rotation. They have added in resources uh, for each weapon type, which I think is kind of a bad thing. Instead of now being focused on just one weapon type that you uh, main, as it were, you're now forced into having that and a secondary type when you run out of the resources. And I just don't think it simplifies and actions things up in the way they thought it would. Yeah, it's a little bit faster, but in most cases when I play, I still feel like I'm just going to fall asleep 
because it's just not that interesting and it's not really any different than it was before. And what's worse is now I don't really feel like mixing it up and changing my spec as much as I did with the first game. With the first game, it's like, oh, if I'm going to do this, I want to change out this and this ability, and I want to sort of focus more on this um, primary weapon instead of the secondary one, because the secondary one, I don't want this or this uh, kind of benefits. Now, it's sort of oversimplified to the point that you only have four abilities you pick, and then you put two more and your right and left mouse buttons, so you technically have six abilities, but because of that resource management, you really only have about four abilities, because you want one that's got a high recycle time, that's a big interrupt and big damage thing, so that takes up one slot. You have to have your basic ability that you can spam, that doesn't use the resource, so that takes another slot. So you really only have four spots, and with those four spots, most of the time, especially if you're out soloing the quest areas, you're going to want two AE abilities and two either defensive healing type things or sort of, you know, single target damage things. So you really don't have a lot of choice. And because of the resource system, you're again forced to do uh, specific selections like I'm getting really into blood now and I would love to be all blood but I can't because the resource system burns me out. So I have to have at least two uh, secondary abilities, which I'm using pistol right now. So that means I really only have two abilities in blood, and then, you know, the one I spam, and the one that I use to interrupt slash do the big thing. So I think they really missed their mark. I think what they were going for was something more either like Diablo where you have a small limited number of skills to pick from and you just kind of slot a specific thing for a specific area or a specific build, or Elder Scrolls Online where you're super actiony and you have a lot of choices and a lot of things, you know, I like this style, I like this situation, you know, I do this in this situation and kind of follow that sort of style. But it doesn't really hit that mark. It's not that actiony. Most of the abilities are just, you do damage in their face. They miss the mark with something like Elder Scrolls Online, because Elder Scrolls Online abilities have certain benefits. You do this, it gives you this buff. You do this, it gives you this defensive boost. You do this, it does that to the bad guy. They really don't have very many abilities that do that. In an entire line for a weapon, you'll find maybe, maybe three of the 15 abilities do something like that. Like with blood, I have one ability that does some damage and then it puts a debuff on them where they're causing healing to the people they hit. I have one ability that does an interrupt and sort of stuns them. And then I have another ability that puts like a, a miniature dot on them. But it's not really any more complex beyond that. And most of the abilities are you do X damage to you know, Y number of targets. It's typically single target or AE up to six target. So it's not really that different or interesting of a system. I really think they missed their mark. It's good in that it's simple and it's quick and it's easy. Uh, certainly much more easy than the previous version. But I don't think they made their mark with in terms of we want this to be really action-focused and 
really flexible for new players. Number three. Another thing they said they wanted to do was make the game super soloable. Now, I don't really remember having a whole lot of issues soloing it before. In fact, in the few months I played, I very rarely grouped with my friends, and them abandoning me is sort of why I kind of lost a lot of interest. But I remember soloing the quests and not really having a whole lot of trouble in general. I did most of my play that way. So I guess that's a good and bad thing in that I've had no trouble at all soloing through the content so far I've played. Like I said, I've played for two slash play days. I'm in my late 30s. But here is where I think this is also a bad point. People play online MMO games to be with other people. In my slash two play days I've played, maybe a dozen people have been encountered that whole time. Typically, if I play for, you know, a two to four hour session, I'll see maybe one or two people. This is not what you want to see in an MMO. Now, if the game is designed to entirely be end game content, you know, something like Destiny, you're expected to get to the end game, and that's where the game really starts, quote unquote. You know, Destiny really did well with that, and that they're like, you know, that playthrough will take anywhere between six and ten hours to get to that point. I've done, you know, two played days, and I'm not there yet. That's not okay if that's what they're targeting. And if they're going for something like Elder Scrolls Online where you can solo or you can group with people, again, they really missed the mark. I never see anybody here. And I'm sure it could be argued. That has more to do with population than it does uh, game design. It's not necessarily their fault. I do remember at launch there were quite a few more players around all the time. Right at launch of The Secret World in the first zone there were Quite a few people I did see, you know, one or two, maybe every hour. And the weird thing is the chat room has always got some people in it. So I'm like, where are these people? I don't see them in the zone. And they could be in different instances of the zone. It does instance, but unless there's like so many people around, it's like slowing my system down. I want to see people in an online game. I don't want to feel like I'm alone. If that's the goal of it, the quests aren't designed well for that. Something like Elder Scrolls Online, the quests are designed for that. They are designed for, here's this string of quests which are done soloable. Here's this dungeon, which is a public dungeon, which is done, you know, better with some other people around. Here's an actual dungeon where you need a group. You know, the secret world really isn't designed well for that kind of setup. Number two, voice story, and playthrough. This is one of the sort of best things that I always really liked about The Secret World is their stories they're telling are really deep and interesting. The voice work is just beyond perfect in most cases. They have uh, quite uh, veteran actors and actresses doing the voices, so they're all spot on, really solid work. The problem with that And why it makes it both a good and bad point is the first time you do it, it's super interesting. The second time you do it, you're like, oh yeah, I remember this. After that, you absolutely remember it. There's no point listening to it again. You're gonna just skip through it. 
And that's been what's happening. In the five years I haven't played, 100% nearly of the quests I've done, I remember the voiceover. I remember the quests. I'll start a quest and I'm going, oh yeah, when this ends, I have to do this and this thing. And it's uh, over there, the special thing I'm looking for. And I'll go right to it. Uh, you know, and I remember it all. So that is not good. I should not be able to just plow through these quests and remember them five years after not playing them. You know, in terms of a brand new player, it's great. You know, you love it. But you really have no desire to play through it again. The number one point, which is both good and bad, is it is free to play. But not really because the price model is terrible. So here's the thing. It is totally free to play. You could totally not ever pay for anything and be okay playing the game. It would be fine. Problem is, they've microtransactioned the poop out of it if you do want to buy anything, and it's priced really horribly. It's like they got somebody who did a mobile app game to do their store. It's like the free players have to use sort of this class, uh, which gives you two weapons unlocked of, I think, eight. And if you want to unlock the passive tree of a different weapon or the active tree of a different weapon, each of those costs a bunch of in-game currency, which you can get, uh, but it would take you... I, I think the rate I was getting them at was about six hours of play to get one unlock. Which I suppose if you're a totally free-to-player, I guess that's reasonable. But if you're a pay-for-the-unlock, it's $5 each, which means each new weapon set is $10 for that one character, which is insane, especially if you unlock it and you find out you actually don't like it. I mean, it would make more sense for you to go start a new character with those abilities that you're thinking about unlocking, spend six hours playing them, and then find out if you like it or don't like it. It is a horrible price model. And then, while most of the stuff is cosmetic, again, you're talking about like, oh, I like this sweater. This sweater's pretty cool. You have to pay five bucks for it. That's insane. And then here is the more crazy part. Everything you get is basically locked in a chest. I haven't done any dungeons yet, because like I said, I never see any people. But apparently, when you get to the end of the dungeon, there is a chest. And you need keys to open this chest. You do get a couple of free ones each day for the dungeon. But it's like you don't get straight up loot drop. You get a chest. And you have to have a key to open it. So, if you've run out of free keys for your day, you're forking over actual money to get the loot you should be getting. Which, again, is not really loot. And in regular play, you get these special drops of what most other games would consider sort of special chests that are, you know, um, things that, like, members would unlock. With Elder Scrolls Online, I think they call them uh, coin crates. But anyways, I have, like, 50-something of these. But you don't get any free keys for them, and you can't really buy the keys through in-game currency because they're just way too many coins. So I would basically have to pay five bucks to open three of these chests 
if they're going to do that, you got to at least give free players one key a day. Like I said, I've been playing two slash play days. I have like 50 of these. It's like two an hour. That's insane. What is going on there? You could easily spend, I don't know, let's say you wanted to unlock three different uh, weapon lines on one character. That's 30 bucks. That's insane. So, overall thoughts uh, beyond the top five. If you've never played it and you have no money at all to spend, this is a pretty solid free-to-play game uh, if you like, you know, the modern world setting. Again, it doesn't really feel like an MMO, though. With the two slash played days, I've seen, you know, like I said, maybe after that first zone, maybe two people for a four-hour play session, which is insane. Five years later, I'm pretty much 100% remembering all of the content I'm doing. This really makes me wonder, why is this game worth playing? What have you guys done in these five years that merits both wiping out all of the original players and their five-year history and saying, hey, come back and play again, all you old players and all you new players, and pay us a bunch of money? It's the exact same thing. Why? Why? I don't understand. It's like if you guys made a whole bunch of new content and, like, really, really, really changed it. Not just minorly changed combat. You know, really seriously changed it. I could see it. I would probably argue you'd want to do something like pay $10 for the base game, uh, you know, maybe give it away free to the old veteran players, and then say, here's some very small, low-cost microtransactions after that. But, you know, all of the base game would be unlocked for like 10 bucks. I would think that would be a much more fair deal. Sure, people can play it free-to-play, and I do recommend checking it out if you are interested in it. But it is such a struggle. It is so grindy in terms of actually getting progress towards unlocking stuff. And it just doesn't feel like there's anybody there. I would go so far as to say, if you had money to spend, and it's a little bit pricey right now, um, Morrowind is... I think 50 bucks if you haven't bought any of the ESO content yet. That 100% unlocks all of the content for the Morrowind, for the base game, for all your characters, for all your races, for all the weapons, for all time. It is just a way better deal in terms of cost uh, for something fun to do. I don't think the cost model for the Secret World Legends is at all good. It's it's a horrible cost model. So final, 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 final verdict. It's a solid free-to-play game if you don't expect anyone else actually to be around in the world and if you don't mind a really horrible uh, paywall in terms of unlocking new content. Uh, hopefully they'll change that in the future. Hopefully they will become more reasonable with it. Hopefully they will make, you know, as I suggested on the, the forums, Something like a $15 unlock for all characters, for all time, for all weapons. Uh, at least have that option. Because it is just really horribly discouraging to the new players to try and experiment and look around and try different builds. 
which is sort of what the whole skill system is designed around. It's designed around, hey, try this skill. Hey, try that line. Oh, maybe you like this combination of this weapon and this weapon better. It's really horribly discouraging to the free-to-play players with the way it's designed. Again, I I recommend it because it's free-to-play. Uh, you may as well check it out. But I really think it's not designed well because it really discourages a lot of what they're trying to say they are bringing players back for. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. Ha ha ha. The following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Sean R. for the most generous donation. Three cheers for donations. Hip hip R. Hip hip R. Hip hip So that's it for this podcast. I'll probably cut the ending a little short because uh, this has been much longer than I expected. And I'm sitting in the hot sun and uh, sweating my butt off. So that is pretty terrible. Uh, due to super generous donations lately, I have been able to pay for my car registration and smog. So that is all taken care of. That is super good. Finally, a huge amount of stress off of me there. But now I'm back to uh, worrying about gas and stuff. I am almost out again. I've got maybe, maybe a week's worth of gas. And then it's out. So that's terrible. But I don't have to worry about my car. Uh, you know, I, I, I have to worry about moving it around. <laughs> Otherwise, it would get noticed sitting in the same spot. But I don't have to worry about it in terms of, you know, what's going to happen if I don't pay the registration. Because now that's paid for, so that's great. But I do worry about the gas, uh, which means I worry about the me, because I am not built for walking. My feet and legs are are bad. It would not surprise me if I would qualify for some kind of disability. Maybe not, uh, you know, right now today. But, you know, I can't walk more than really about a quarter mile before my legs and feet start hurting and getting tired. Because I have uh, flat feet and uh, very poor ankles. And so walking is terrible. And plus, you know, all the rest of the bad things about being homeless and needing the car and needing to move around for. So that is very sad and worrisome. But the biggest fear uh, for the moment is gone uh, until like October when my car insurance comes due, which is, you know, in a few months from now. I don't have to worry too much about that just yet. But hopefully everybody is having a good time with the start of summer and your life is not terrible like mine. And who knows, uh, maybe, you know, if you have some time off or uh, a little bit of freedom, you know, people who work don't have time off for summer, but maybe 
Uh, you know, Secret World Legends will give you something to do. Uh, just be mindful, you know, of all my good and bad points, which are both good and bad. Uh, there's a lot of good and bad with it. I don't know if I'll keep playing uh, much longer, because, I don't know, once I checked my Slash play time to get it ready for the podcasting, I was like, really? I've really played two Slash play days and I've never grouped with anybody? So, I don't know. I mean, I have a game that I love that is single player that I just kind of casually play, not grouping with people. Uh, and it's much easier to group with people in ESO. I don't know if I want to stick around here and keep not grouping with people just to get to 50 to see if I might group with people, especially without an actual for real loot system. It's like, well, what are you playing for? I don't understand. So I don't know. A uh, part of me still wants to get through and see all the stories uh, that I didn't see. I'm right now getting to the point uh, about where I quit. So soon... I'll be seeing brand new stories. Uh, so I might keep casually playing it. It's kind of weird. It's like firewall blocked at school where nothing else is firewall blocked. So I'm limited to playing either... If I get in the lab, I can yank a landline and play for a few hours like that. Or I can play it you know, on the weekend at the libraries. Which I may or may not do. Like I said, I, I'm... Not thrilled with being in, a, in an MMO and, you know, barely seeing anybody talk and not interacting with people. At least with Elder Scrolls Online, when you're soloing around and you're in areas, you see people walking around, and it's like, oh, there's other people here. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I would recommend checking it out uh, if you're interested in it. Because uh, it's free, uh, as long as you uh, find a class you are happy with. Uh, that's cool. But hopefully everybody's not having a terrible time like me and worrying about all the things all the time. That's terrible. Uh, not a good way to live. I don't know what I'll talk about uh, next time, but hopefully I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks. Bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. 
be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2017.